Hey, hey, Monkeys fans. Welcome to another Podcast Valley Sunday. I am one of your hosts, Chris Paco. And I'm your other host, Jeff Cameron. How's it going, Jeff? Hey, not bad at all, Paco. How are you doing? Pretty good. Pretty good. Hanging in, like everybody, uh, I guess. (laughs) I hear you, bud. We're reaching to the tail end of our off-season. Yep, we are... Yeah, we're pulling in another special, and we probably have to explain this, because we're doing everything chronologically, like uh, TV show, movie-wise. Yes. But we knew that if we did that and stuck just with the 60s, we'd be finishing with 33 and a third revolutions per monkey, which doesn't have the best track record, let's mm. just say. It's kind of the uh, the Star Wars holiday special of the MCU Exactly. Man, I thought that actually while we were watching it. So if, if you haven't clued in yet, we are moving that up to today's episode. And we are going to be talking about 33 and a third revolutions per monkey. It, we're jumping ahead, but we feel that it's also a good place to kind of kick off the second season, which sounds weird. But it is because <laughs> you don't want to end with it. You can't go sure. from head to 33 and a third. It's just not it's not going to be radical. <laughs> I don't think. So 33 and a third was a TV special supposed to be the first one of three that the monkeys were going to do for NBC. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. And uh, when did it come out? I should have this in front of me. I used to. It was recorded the week of November 23rd to November 27th, 1968. And it didn't air until April 14th, 1969. Oh, wow. By the time in between recording it and airing it, uh, Peter leaves. He bought his way out of the monkeys, and they put out instant replay, and they put out Teardrop City as a single. So a lot had happened in between that has nothing to do with this special that uh, NBC had such faith in that they put it on against the Oscars. Yeah, exactly. And and they were saying, or I read actually that uh, there was a strike at NBC. Which meant that the special couldn't be taped, but the stage space was found at MGM Studios. And so all the sets got transported there to shoot there. And it was edited with uh, outdoor broadcast trucks and like sound stages and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. So it was almost like done like a live show, which technically, I guess it was kind of. Sort of, yeah. Yeah. So anyway, there's a lot going on with this. It was uh, a. I don't know if you could say it's a troubled production, but it's definitely, I don't, if, see, another thing is you claim we watched this when we were, were roommates way back when that we saw. Like before that, maybe, I don't know. Because I guess I, I didn't remember it before and I was like, oh, when I watch it, I'll remember it. And I honestly had no recollection of 33 and a third, like nothing. It's very interesting because especially if, say, if you're sticking with the monkeys at the time, you had the TV show, mm. maybe you didn't see Head, but you hear they're coming back on TV and you're like, okay, Ugh. cool. I'd like to see what they got going on here. It's a weird deal, man. Like, it's a weird deal. All right. Let's just get into it. We'll, we'll break right, it I'll down. Right. So it, it opens up with a mouth talking on someone's chest, <laughs> right? It's, it's on a, like a shirt kind of thing, but a frame yeah. with a mouth that says, who are you? Who are you? The camera moves up the chest to the shot of a woman who's Julie Driscoll. And uh, she's got super 60s eye makeup. And and (laughs) she looks super, like, completely 60s. And she screams, I am woman. 
and then takes a bite of an apple. And it's like, seeing this, it's like a combination of like, this looks very 60s and could be very cool. But it was yeah. also kind of a thing like, am I watching the right thing? <laughs> For real. <laughs> like, if you're a monkey, if you do not see the monkey special and this comes out, you're like, oh, what? Sorry, I meant Channel 4, I guess. I thought NBC was Channel 2. <laughs> you only had three to choose from. For real. And so then a guy's voice says, We have the knowledge, evil though it be, to twist the mind to any lunacy we wish. And this dude's Brian Auger. He's a jazz keyboardist known for his Hammond organ skills. Mm. And uh, he's played with the Yardboard, Yardbirds, Jimi Hendrix. Yardboards. The Yardboards. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the, the Yardbirds, Jimi Hendrix, Rod Stewart, a bunch of other people. Mm-hmm. He, he's like well, well known. So at this point, he's probably just becoming well, well known in the 60s counterculture kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, but about a year later, they opened for Zeppelin in Pasadena, California. Wow. Which is pretty cool. Like uh, Julie Driscoll has this kind of very much uh, Grace Slick, mm-hmm. Jefferson Airplane vibe. Very and, much. Uh, Real, uh, I don't know how you describe it, but... Uh, like kind throaty of and loud. Yes, very loud. And Brian Auger has that, that keyboard, the Stevie Winwood organ sound. kind of. It's a neat combination. And um, you would think this special is about them. Exactly. <laughs> really, uh, if you're watching it. But hey, it's all right. It's, it's, it's fun and they're doing their thing. And uh, finally, a full two minutes in to this thing, the monkeys materialize. Yeah, because essentially what this what Auger's saying is he's going to brainwash celebrities who will in turn brainwash the world because of their celebrityness and spread Ooh. the word. Yeah. He said the he said the quiet part loud. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And and there's a weird shot of a monkey suit for like a split second. Mm-hmm. It just cuts this monkey suit for a second. And then the dude conjures up the monkeys who show up out of nowhere, just like pshoof. And uh, then he puts them in these tubes that come out of the ceiling, right? And for the longest time, this was the image I had of this special because it was the picture that was in the box set. Correct. So it was just by looking at that, I made up what 33 and a third was about. And I'm sure it hit you too how um, how television it is, how video compared to like the filmy nature of the, the show itself. Yeah. And head as well. It's, yeah, it's very, it's on tape for sure. Like videotape. <laughs> which is probably a made of might have come because of the having to use the trucks to edit it and doing it more like a live broadcast than a, a totally. television show. and like the stuff we see them doing at this point we're like oh yeah whatever you know, <laughs> the mm-hmm. graphics and the, the fast motion and slow motion and uh, the rocking back and forth like a lot of video techniques are probably extremely cutting edge back in 1968 because you forget how long ago this was like you know the the beatles are still together <laughs> Yeah, doing this this trippy psychedelic video show. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah, I thought that too. Like now it looks cheesy, but yeah, it's probably radical. And it comes up too in Mike's part coming up, which is pretty neat. But anyway, so uh, Auger he he seems to brainwash the boys, and he takes away their names, and he calls them Monkey One Two Three Four. Who are you? I am Mickey Dolan. Wrong, you are Monkey Number One. No, I'm. I am monkey number one. Who are you? I am Peter Tork. Wrong, you are monkey number two. No, I'm, I am monkey number two. Who are you? I am Michael Nesmith. Wrong, you are monkey number three. No, I'm, I am monkey number three. Who are you? David Jones. Wrong, you are monkey number four. No, I'm, I am monkey number four. He turns on a big switch 
and the monkey's theme plays and he speeds it up and slows it down and tells him that they're all in his power. And then they pass out and he takes a bite of the apple. And then uh, Julie Driscoll's narration is kind of like a, like a cartoon witch or something, like <laughs> the tone of it. Your minds are free. Use them. Think yourselves out. Relax. 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 And then they're floating away into their fantasies. And the boys like float out, out of their own bodies. And then into... Mickey's on stage with some sort of R&B number. And uh, he took a... It, it, it took me a little bit to realize he was singing I'm a Believer in this part. <laughs> yeah, you know, you can't tell right away. No, and Mickey looks weird because his hair's flat. It's like Dolan's Jones Mickey, then Monkey's yeah, Mickey almost. We don't see Mickey too often looking like this because he's off the air. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was very, uh, it's weird to see him like that, to be honest. And, and if I'm not mistaken, I think he's wearing his uh, same outfit from the old uh, Going Down video. Oh, maybe. Maybe. Yeah, that, that black and white. Thought, bring some of your monkey's clothes. Grab that tablecloth. Uh, <laughs> grab that... Uh, Outfit the black shirt and it looks like you're wearing no pants. And we're gonna do some stuff. <laughs> and this is kind of neat because they brought back an old song. They yeah. didn't do that for like head. Yeah. Could you could you imagine if for the the Circle Sky concert thing they did let's say Stepping Stone. Yeah. And this, they could play the shit out of Stepping Stone at this point, and that would have been a wild wild thing to see. Yeah, it would have been very interesting. It would, it, it, yeah, it would have made Head completely different. They would have been like a monkeys in both eras, whereas Head kind of seemed like they're breaking, like what Head was about, them breaking away from the image, like killing yeah. the monkeys kind of thing. Yeah. But in that, they could have played Stepping Stone and fucking uh, <laughs> Pete Townsend at the end of it, just fucking smashed everything. <laughs> Is the end of, the end of Stepping like, Stone. I think you mentioned it just now. Briefly, they do the theme song, and it's yeah. all time shift which they do the exact same thing on the show itself yeah (laughs) they can't just play the song they gotta they gotta mess with it yeah exactly and so in this mickey part uh julie starts to sing as well And as we're saying for it seems more like her special. It's like Julie Driscoll with special guest Mickey Dolenz, and they tried out a monkey song so Mickey could sing it. Yeah. <laughs> you know? This this ties into something I kind of kept track of, I, and uh, I want you to take a guess. Um, I noticed there's not a lot of the all four monkeys together on the screen at the same time, so I kind of logged the time for that over the course of this show, and. Um, I'm gonna later on. I'm gonna ask you how how much time you think the the four of them are on camera together. The, yeah, I was gonna say. Uh, ask me like at the end. Thing. Yes, I'll, <laughs> we'll talk about this at the end. And also, in in order to sort of uh, tangibly r- rate how we feel about this, we're going to uh, rank each section. We, I think we got I think 14 discrete little sections of the show here, and the first one being this Mickey Dolan's part, and we're gonna rate them out of five stacked pianos. So, 
I thought this very first part was very cool, very innovative, looks neat, sounds neat, and it's I'm a believer you can't go wrong. So for the very first segment, I, I'll give it five out of five stacked pianos, Paco. What do you think? Ooh, wow, five out of five, eh? See, yeah, it's cool because other things they do in this is like Mickey's in like a normal light and she's in all red light. Mm, yeah. on stage together and he's singing to her and she's not singing to him she's looking the <laughs> other way but it's a cool cool version of i'm a believer and uh i'm i'm going to give it four stacked pianos out of five all right all right that's fair that's fair yeah yeah so at the end of this one she spins to the camera and the camera like kind of does like a spin weird move and it transitions into like peter who's bathed in light and there's tablas and sitars. And he's on like this pedestal kind of thing. It's all white and dreamy. And he sings, a, I prithee do not ask for love. Thou makest me free, then soon thou makest demands on me. It's a song I recognize, but I don't I don't know it very well. Is it on like a special edition Monkeys or something like that? Because I think it's on a Missing Links or at least a special edition of an earlier thing. Because I think they recorded it a long time ago. Yeah, they recorded it in '66 for uh, mm-hmm. during the More of the Monkeys sessions with Mickey on lead, and they played it on tour. But uh, wow, this one really got the crowd going. But the the first version was unreleased until it was on Missing Links Volume Two. Okay, the 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 golden Missing Links. Yeah, I think pretty the Peter version shows up on that enormous uh, instant replay reissue with all the tunes. They did the backing tracks, and then like a lot of the vocals were performed as they made the show and recorded that, and then just like left the tapes and. <laughs> In the bathroom or something, and <laughs> almost never seen him again until I don't know, somebody dug him up huh. for special edition purposes, and it's like, yay! But in terms of the, I'm a believer, I'm a believer. But the other stuff going on musically, it's like, mm, I don't know, man. Very weird. It's very weird, and, and it's interesting. Why just do the one throwback monkey song, and then do other different songs? You know what I mean? It's interesting. The, I think. They didn't want to act like they're uh, like an oldies act, even though it's just two years into it, and they don't want to lean on the old stuff that much. Yeah, but I think they they kind of they want to own it and use it because it's them. It's their tune. It's their jam. Yeah, but uh, they don't want to get too far into it. It's weird. I mentioned them being an oldies act based on what happens a little later on in this show. Yeah, so true. But so anyway, Peter with- doing pretty. It's Peter. It's it's kind of. Cool, but it's also kind of boring. Uh, how many stacked pianos would you give that? I would give it. I'll go. I'll go three stacked pianos. It's not as bad as a two. <laughs> I say no. I'll, do, I'll, I'll give. That's, I'll give it. That's objectively true. I'll give it two stacked pianos and a Casio keyboard. So like two and a half, essentially. <laughs> We're getting pretty granular here, folks. <laughs> I'm rounding up. It's getting six out of ten stacked pianos. There you go. All right. Wait, is this out of 10 stack pianos or five stack pianos? Well, was, we add them together and then we average it out later, you see. Uh, okay, but each one's only out of five. Uh, you and me, we out of five, yeah. Yeah, okay. So you tell me it's whatever out of five. What do you say? I, 
Oh, I think it's three out of five for sure. Because, <laughs> like you said, it ain't two. So I think uh, it's a good spot for it. And it's, I mean, it's always nice when Peter does stuff. And I'm sure you noticed his sideburn game is on point. Oh, definitely. Special. Oh. Yeah, the Peter in the I, head and 33 era, my favorite looking Peter. <laughs> I think those sideburns told him to quit the monkeys. Yeah, they, so they probably told him a lot of things. Told him to join CSNY and P. Yeah. So at the end of Peter's thing, it's all cloudy on the floor where these like followers are looking up at him, and this woman rises up out of it, and then we transition into the woman, Julie Driscoll's in a cowboy hat, and she takes a shot at a wanted poster with drawings of Mike on them. And then there's also a little Mike with an acoustic guitar, all dressed up in his country best. Like his white suit with blue stars on and cowboy hat yes. to match. Yeah. And then rock and roll Mike. He's in a suit with his white Gibson SG. It's probably the same one he used in head. Mm, probably, yeah. He comes up, hops up, sits down next to country Mike. And the cool thing about this is like people have seen this. They're, you know, they saw like the parent trap and stuff. <laughs> but with this rock and roll Mike re- can reach over country Mike and go into his frame. Mm-hmm. which is like probably like some blue screen kind of stuff at the time. Yeah, I think he's performing in front of a screen that he's also being projected on, like a green screen or something maybe. Yeah, I think this was probably put together sense? afterwards in or like in the truck, like like a weatherman. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so that's how that worked. And it again, it shows where Mike, it's like, hey, you got this little thing to do something. And he does something technically kind of neat and kind of tricky. <laughs> yeah, and kind of foreshadowing his uh his work with pacific arts and the video ranch and and uh rio and just how into the video game <laughs> the video game <laughs> not video games yeah <laughs> but the the creation of videos and the technology involved and the innovation and really pushing it the spots where it, not even close to being yet like people always say well what's why is this why is rio a video and, um, you know, Hard Day's Night isn't, you know, the first music video or whatever. But, like, you watch it, you understand. Like, yeah. stuff was storyboarded and scripted and money was spent and sets were made and costumes and, like, it's an elaborate piece of work. But we're getting getting into the weeds here. While I was, while I was watching this, earlier in the day, someone had posted on a monkey site, how um you know how there was two Davies on the show and there's two Mickeys on the show and there's a couple episodes where there's like a, a clone Peter and someone asked if if Mike would have it ever been doubled or whatever and some people think like the Princess Gwen sort of counts or and I like my initial comment was man it was hard enough to get one Mike to show up to the show <laughs> imagine trying to get two Mikes and then like later that day I'm sitting here watching this I'm like wait hey yeah. no, wait a minute wait just a minute. <laughs> And there he is, two mics. Yeah, and I, when I was watching this, it's like there's country mic and rock and roll mic, and they're both going back and forth, fighting to be heard. It's like a country <laughs> song, and Mike kind of sings along with himself, and then there's the rock and roll song, and Mike kind of sings. Well, the devil incarnate with running music supervision put me into a state of cataleptic euphemism. Somebody's preaching about the wonder world of communism. Me and I don't understand it all. So and for a while... I'll just play, play my guitar And I'll sing a couple of these tunes 
And I thought that, man, this could have been something that was actually going on within Mike himself, like the countryness mm-hmm. of Mike and the rock and rollness of Mike and which one's going to fight to get heard kind of thing. It was, oh, he was for sure conflicted and, about that. And that might have been what he was doing here, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I think, uh, yeah, makes you think a little bit about what was going on and why this one, why Mike chose to do this over whatever else he could have done, essentially. It's very interesting and very Mike. Boom! And of course, during the segment, we uh, have uh, the fifth monkey, which is a gun. Yes, exactly. Even in this, guns show up. Because <laughs> at, at the end of this little thing, uh, Rock and Roll Mike gets shot, and then Country Mike gets shot, and then there's a silhouette of who I assume is Julie Driscoll. Wait, and then, wait, 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 wait. Do you mean Country Mike from the Beastie Boys? Country Mike! Oh, wait, we did this already. You there did. Right. We did. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so then the shadow of her walks to a door, goes through it, and then we're in a child's bedroom from a toy's point of view. And then, well, hold on, let's get back. What do we feel about the Mike section? I gave it five out of five. Yeah, you have five out of five as well. Innovation and... It's Mike. He gets the gets the Nesmith pump, <laughs> but he doesn't even need it. This is cool. It's innovative. They're doing, they're pushing as hard as they can. It's a neat tune. And yeah, we don't get we don't get to say that too often during this hour long ordeal. So you give five by five stacked pianos as well. Yes, yes, I do. Okay, it, cool. it, he understood it was, a, it was a visual medium, and he made it visually interesting to watch. Mm-hmm, on top of mm-hmm. just being among uh, a musical part, totally. So anyway, now we go into the weirdest one. <laughs> child's bedroom, toys point of view, Davy and the woman, they're toys. Like Davy and Julie are toys. She's got my jacket. Davy starts to wake up all the dolls around him, of course. And he dances with a Raggedy Ann type doll. Smiling a painted smile for a while, Raggedy Ann and I walk along under the painted sky. Funny how time is flying. It's all very like kitsch in like a not cool kitsch way. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's like this is like this is like the pure uncut Davy Jones style stuff. Yeah, it's like straight up. If, if I was watching this with other people there, I'd be embarrassed that I made them watch this. Like if I was trying to show the monkeys are cool and this comes up, I'd be like, oh man. And again, not knocking Davy, not knocking if you like this kind of stuff. It, it's it's just, it's very, I don't even know how to describe it. It's strange. It feels like he's almost typecast himself in these little boy roles. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, this is, this is like, a, like what a corner of his mind looks like. And, and we're always complaining that Davy Jones doesn't know what rock and roll is. And this is another, like, Davy, come on, man. Yeah. It's anyone who's like, I don't know what you're talking about. It's like, are you kidding me? Like, it's he dances with all of the dolls, and it's it's it's, it's reminiscent of the daddy song part in head, except it's not awesome. And like, <laughs> there's your pull quote, folks. <laughs> but it's like the daddy song thing is also very Davy Jones, him and her girl dancing, but it's got that cool flashing between the the black and white mm-hmm. and white and black things. The song is wicked. It's a Harry Nilsson song. It's mm-hmm. just radical. And this kind of, you could see he's kind of going for that direction, but I feel it missed the mark. That's what yeah. I feel. Agreed. Agreed. 
I give it. I give it one unstacked piano. Yeah, I was thinking maybe two, just cause. But honestly, I I you can't, can't even do it. think of a reason to give it to. No, no. So yeah, that's that. Yeah. So that's sorry, sorry, Dave, but that's how she goes. Yeah. yeah. Podcast Valley Sunday. I mean, just make a better segment. But at one point, Brian Auger, uh voiceover is makes an interesting point about their fantasies. Hmm. Interesting fantasies they have. Fixation, withdrawal, schizophrenia, regression. And then Davey finishes up his dance number. And then Brian Auger says we should continue with the brainwash. Send them back to the tubes. We shall continue with the brainwash. And then we cut back to the boys in the tubes. And the guy's laughing at them. And it seems he has a mustache now, right? It's like a different version of Brian Auger. Mm, who pops a, up i think it's a different dude oh it's a different it, dude entirely the, the the darwin guy oh maybe that's the darwin guy yeah because you know of course darwin shows up yeah and like, at some point ah, the whole evolution thing in 33 and a third is probably is that like is like people who some executives didn't know anything about the monkeys okay when you put a special together uh monkeys monkeys uh primates evolution okay let's do it like an evolution thing <laughs> let's Let's try yeah. to relate it back. How was who is that evolution guy? What was his name? Uh, Darwin. Yeah, let's do uh, let's do a little bit about Darwin on here. What do you say? What do you say? Yeah, <laughs> it, it like really seems kind of thrown together based on the most tenuous connections. Yeah, to the exactly. Whole thing. And so yeah, after Darwin laughs at them, they goes to like a commercial break. Which reminds me, uh, I. I also read somewhere that some affiliates played the the segments out of order. Yes, I read that as well. And like, on the West Coast or something, they played them out of order. And you know, I'm not super duper sure it would have made a difference. Oh no, those segments could be played in any order. <laughs> I, really, they're like the Police Academy movie. Yeah, it's like Davies. They kept pushing behind, like to the back of the pack, back of the pack, <laughs> back of the pack. Then it has to be last. It's like, ooh man, not a good one to end on. But you also don't want to put that foot forward. Mm, correct <laughs> all right so we come back from commercial break and now the boys are wind-up toys because the other toy section worked so well <laughs> and they're singing i'm a wind-up man programmed to be entertaining i'm a wind-up man programmed to be entertaining Turn the key. i'm a fully And the boys are essentially, they're doing the robot. And the song is about how they view themselves. And it's very much like the overall vibe they're going for in head. You know what yeah, I mean? It's the, the, the Diddy Diego thing. Yeah. They're, but their growing pains are so, they want out of the monkey's image so badly, but uh, want to just kind of remake themselves as the monkeys, but that everybody know we've cut ourselves off from this mm-hmm. corporate monkeys, I guess. Yes. And I'm fairly certain it's a coincidence that their outfits, at least the upper half, is very similar to the, their outfits from the pilot episode. Here come the monkeys. The yellow <laughs> shirts and the vests. But yeah, that's true. Probably a coincidence. You think so? It's I, pretty... I don't know, man. I hope, it's, it, hope it's not. We, I should have watched the commentary. So um, a sign comes down that says, this space for rent. And Brian Auger comes back and he says that he's going to make a song for them to dance to and starts playing a piano. 
And this is where the special gets real weird and very awesome at the same time, <laughs> <laughs> which is what we learn to love about the monkeys, essentially. We start with a simple rhythm. The camera pulls back and we see that he's playing piano on top of another piano that's being played by Jerry Lee Lewis. We continue to pull back and Jerry Lee Lewis is on a piano that's being played by Little Richard. Continue to pull back, Little Richard's on a piano that's being played by Fats Domino. It's a quadruple decker of pianos played by rock and roll pioneers and Brian Auger on top of the whole damn thing, screaming fucking nonsense. And the has a hypnotic effect! And the minds of the public will be utterly wrecked! Ah! <sighs> it's wild. It's, it's, for what it is, it's amazing. Like, it's unreal. And, and once again, it's kind of hard to get perspective on the newness of rock and roll still. And... What were Little Richard and Jerry Lee Lewis and Fats Domino actually up to? They're probably past their heyday. They didn't put out a Sgt. Pepper or anything. They're probably on the state fair circuit or like whatever they called it back then because this is still all very new. Oh, yeah, definitely. Like Elvis is still skinny. Yeah. (laughs) It's, It's so strange, but even seeing those guys in the late 60s seems a bit out of time, out of it's strange and like they get these guys but they didn't have like Zappa or Hendrix or their contemporary buddies that they were palling around with back when they had to show they don't those guys aren't answering the phone anymore when the monkeys call but these guys Fats Domino he might not have been up to anything was was Chubby Checker unavailable I don't know man (laughs) he didn't play piano like what you're saying is how yeah how come the monkeys went with these 50s dudes and is it kind of like they're going with the evolution thing? Because they're going back to the beginning. Hmm. So they're going back to the beginning of rock and roll and then trying to make it tie in somehow. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. uh, is that how they try to, to sell some, it? <laughs> maybe someone had that idea in the boardroom. Okay, okay. Let's call these guys up. I was going to say before we get too far from the, the wind-up man segment. Yes. How many stacked pianos do you give uh, wind-up man? I'll give the, it two the, stacked pianos. Two stacked pianos? Yeah. I yeah, I give it two as well for two reasons. The four monkeys are singing together. Exactly. We don't see that often at all. And they do it a bunch in this thing. Yeah. And also because I like the font on the uh, the sign that drops down. <laughs> it's one of my favorite, that, that old school 60s, like late 60s yellow submarine, computery arcade font. Love it. I hear you. I just want to say when they go to each dude playing on this, piano it's like watching like jerry lee lewis rip when he's just got that one hand just pounding yeah. down on it. It, it it was just awesome to see these dudes doing what they do fats Domino's was huge rings on his fingers <laughs> yep and it, it for what it is it's very i thought it was very awesome to see it, it was thus far into this it was the highlight of 33 and a third for sure yes i didn't uh have that as a rateable thing, that little tiny moment with the stacked pianos, but we could kind of weave that into the medley part when the rest of the gang is there. After we meet the piano <laughs> piano boys, there's a, a brief part with the wind-up monkeys again where they sing about Darwin. Yeah. And they kind of introduce Darwin himself. And it's... And I, I dig... <laughs> this little Darwin song, even though it barely exists, I think it's kind of neat. The harmonies are cool. It sounds good. In the beginning, there was 
Yes, my card. Number in Holloway is... Ben, the game, the but without the chips, of course. Ha <laughs> ha. So for that little part, I gave it three out of five stark pianos. Nice. So I will as you? well. Yeah, three out of five. Again, the monkeys are singing together. And we just like when that happens. Yeah, it's fun. So then uh, they cut to a volcano that explodes... And there's a bunch of dancers and full body stockings in front of a green screen type thing. And the background is like different scenes of red and white lava lamp stuff. And uh, the dancers do some interpretive dance while someone does like a narration. Awake. Awake. Creation. I mean this is a compliment, but like this is the kind of thing I feel you'd see on the Muppet show. You know what I mean? Like yes. a weird trippy thing happening. You don't know what's going on, but some kind of dance and movement with weird yeah. music and backgrounds. It's a variety show written all over it. Yeah. Yeah. The music is like tribalish and honestly I'd have no idea I was watching the monkey special. Like if I exactly. tuned in late, yeah. you'd have no idea. Yeah. The evolution dance segment. How many stacked pianos do you give that shit? For instance, I give it one due to the context of it being a monkey special. Yeah. And it's not even a, it just is, it just doesn't seem like a, it's neither, it's neither entertaining nor informative. I'll give it two because it reminded me of the Muppets. (laughs) All right. Fair enough. (laughs) So Darwin comes back and he says, the fittest shall survive. And the fittest shall survive. (laughs) And it goes into a part where the music reminds me of the scene in uh, The Big Lebowski. Like when he goes to Jackie Treehorn's house and they're bouncing that girl on the trampoline. Yep. (laughs) It reminds me of that. Uh, anyway, Dar- Darwin shows up, and it cuts to the boys dressed as monkeys, singing about being monkeys. And once again, it's something that I'd be kind of embarrassed watching with other people. It's just like so goofy and uh, yeah, I don't know. A lot of the footage is rocked back and forth. I don't know. Yeah. This this song sucks. The song's bad. They don't seem, it's like what, how did they get talked into this part? How did they talk themselves into this part? I think this is, you can almost detect the exact moment when Peter decides he's going to quit. Oh yeah, I also feel this was a picture we've seen from this. Might have been the box sets, like that. Uh, yeah, there was the a I go ape picture from the box set. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, what the? Where's this? Is this an I go ape song? I remember drawing and, like, that picture. I, a lot. I remember eventually noticing that this, I go ape is not in the box set. It's not on any record. This is like some weird, mysterious song. Yeah, and, uh, it ranks like, lower than the Kellogg's jingle. Which is way catchy. It is really catchy. I, I would give that four out of five Kellogg's parachutes. <laughs> 100%. So, yeah, the song is easily slash hopefully forgettable. 
and the whole thing made me think like we stick with this for four minutes right over four minutes but the piano yeah. god pyramid was 23 seconds yeah like <laughs> i was i was starting to miss the evolution dancers really <laughs> exactly yeah the, the cool ideas are wasted and the bad ones don't get any air to breathe or get too much air to breathe yeah i gave it two out of five just because of the uh the video tricks the um the audacity of what they're up to and like whatever the the spirit is there but the execution is kind of lacking and 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 the song sucks yeah if i saw (laughs) without sound like if i was at a party and i just saw this going on i'd be like whoa that looks pretty and that's crazy (laughs) but then when i heard it i'd be like oh no that's completely sane uh what uh how many stacked pianos do you give i go ape paco ah two yeah same here yeah all right so then Darwin pops back up and he says that evolution can do no more and science has to pick up where he left off, essentially. And he hands the monkeys back off to Augur with the cape and he hands them off to the woman from the beginning, or Julie Augur, Julie Augur, Julie Driscoll. And uh, she sings a song while the monkeys are caught in a net. I don't know, during the rock freakout part at the end of the song, she goes like all vampire and then the apple makes another appearance <laughs> and she feeds it to Peter and then to Augur and then she just throws it on the ground <laughs> and all that stuff's weird, but the organ jam, awesome. Super awesome. The drummer rips. Bass player is awesome. Uh, Julie starts to sing again, and it gets like a little less awesome. But <laughs> the band holds its own, and it just stays wicked. She's and she's a really good singer. Like how we said, very grace, like very big. But there's not a monkey in sight. Like they're in a net on the floor. But that's the closest we uh, we get. And this is like. As far as contemporary music, this is the best musical moment of the show so far. And the monkeys are in a net. (laughs) 33 and a third revolutions per Julie Bryan and the Trinity. (laughs) Pretty much, man. But I mean, it's a good tune. They're a decent band. They can play. And they've caught a few pretty big breaks. But I had never heard of them until we watched this special. How about you? Same. Same with me, man. But watching, I knew the name Brian Auger. I'll say that much. And Julie Driscoll, I knew the names, but I didn't. If you would have said who are they, I probably said actors. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. But, but he, he's amazing on on uh, organ. Yeah. And she's a great singer. So, yeah, it's very weird. The band's wicked. So, very 60s. And you're right. Caught a lot of breaks, but didn't catch the right ones, I guess. Like, this is what, it's what a lot of bands probably sounded like between Summer of Love and Woodstock. Like, I don't know if they're from San Francisco, but they might as well have been. Yeah. They sound like a lot of that vibe. A hundred percent. Yeah. They had to have been in that scene somehow because they were or heavily, heavily influenced very early on. Uh, so they're, they're, uh, they're British. 
Yeah. I didn't notice during all the talking that they were British. But I knew I, he was, or he was from somewhere, not Southern California. Yeah. So yeah, he might have come over like Hendrix and stuff, like when Hendrix went over to England and that whole scene, they might have been a part mm. of that, which yeah. also heavily influenced he what was going on. He shared a plane with Jimmy. Yeah. He was, it was a trade, I guess, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> we got to we got to give some stag pianos to uh, Julie Bryan and sorry. the boys. Oh, just objectively speaking, they they rock it. I gave it I gave it four out of five stag pianos, Bob. I was also going to give it four. It, it, yeah, Excellent. It's great. It is the the third highest rated portion of the show so far. Nice. So, song wraps up. The boys all teleport back to the spaceship or wherever. And Augur says that he'll brainwash them and they'll brainwash the world again. And then everyone laughs like lunatics. I'll brainwash them and they'll brainwash the world! I don't believe it. And then we go to a commercial break. Come back from commercial break. Everybody went and got their their cornflakes and their tang or whatever. Maybe a little acid. Maybe. If you're taking it now, it's so late. I guess it wouldn't be taking it for this. You're taking it for later tonight. For you're you're going to watch the rest of the Oscars. On acid. I was going to say you were taping this, but you weren't. Nay, nay. Uh, so anyway, they're flashes of pictures of the original rock stars, like Chuck Berry at all. I noticed Elvis wasn't one of them. Nah, nah, it might have been something. And Augur's saying that the boys are fixed to be the biggest rock stars. And their show at the Paramount is ready to go on December 7th, 1956. And it cuts to Augur looking like he's from the 50s, and he introduces the monkeys. Their debut at the Paramount is fixed December 7th, 1956. And here they come, idolized, plasticized, psychoanalyzed, sterilized, the monkeys! I didn't know what the was going on at this point like <laughs> it was just kind of like okay cool now we're in the 50s and the boys come out all doo-woppy and they sing the, the bird cage the, the bird cage <laughs> and, and, uh, and i have to say mickey's probably sounding the worst in this special it's he's like he's having a he's having a great time during this part yeah you, you you don't have to ask Mickey twice to, to jump out front and sing some <laughs> rock and roll songs. Yeah. That's for sure. It's not like he's like not hitting the notes or singing badly, but he doesn't seem to be caring. You know what I mean? He's just getting through it. Like just, mm. just Maybe. meh. I don't know. He's, he seems to be giving her with some enthusiasm at some points, but uh, yeah, yeah. It's just his voice isn't Mickey style. I thought he hmm. he, he was more subdued, but who yeah, knows? Maybe enough. maybe it's me. But anyway, so Fats Domino shows up. He he lays down a wicked verse from "I'm Ready." Then Jerry Lee Lewis rips a verse from "Whole Lot of Shaking Going On." He throws hmm. it to Little Richard, who sings "Tutti Fruity," and like it's a blast. It's just fun. It's not like you're. It's not innovative, and it's not like, whoa, this is trippy, man. It's just like, holy shit, it's these guys fucking, like how we were saying, what were they doing? And now they're in this special. To them, the monkeys are like the Beatles, because they don't know what the hell anyone is. So like, wow, they asked us to be on this special. This is our chance to get to a younger audience. Let's fucking kill it. And they killed it. And it's 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 fun to watch, I got to say, anyway, to me. 
No, it was it's very it's very cool. Yeah. And um it's yeah, it's it is like you said, it's fun to watch. Um it's very cool, almost like a, a tribute to the fifties with the dudes themselves there. Mm-hmm. And it's very strange to get perspective on it's late sixties and they're like, Hey man, remember the fifties? <laughs> it was only ten <laughs> years ago. But oh, it's hard to Hard to wrap your head around the culture and how fast it was moving and how passe these things might have been. Yeah. Yeah. And and so like there's sock hop dancers and they show off they show up and they start dancing like crazy. Fast does another verse and he's like this shit. Then there's some Mm -hmm. archival footage of people dancing. Classic monkeys trope there, just using some old stock footage of people dancing. Um monkeys are singing and dancing. Uh, who who who's the girl group that comes in to sing? There's the there's the Claire Award singers, and there's also the We Three, is another act. Yeah, they're wicked too. They're really good. And then Mickey says, "Hey man, dig that crazy chick for no reason, because then it's Fats Domino singing Blue Tuesday." Although <laughs> so. they they briefly cut to Marilyn Monroe there. Oh, that's right. They, yeah, yeah, yeah. But for, for I don't even know why, just because she's from the fifties, I guess. <laughs> I guess just to, just, I don't but know. she's not even. Yeah, we, just we weird. Got a pic, just, we have some. We have a pic, not even stock footage. We have a picture of Marilyn. Yeah, stick it in here somewhere. Yeah, weird. Uh, and uh, yeah, Fast Tommy's got like a, that sparkly jacket and his big <laughs> rings and everything. Oh yeah, and the, the terrifying, the dry bones skeletons <laughs> superimposed on. Them. Yeah, that's when. Uh, that's when the bad acid kicks in. Yeah. The monkeys do another little skit, and, it, and it's like, this is what we're supposed to be excited about, is seeing the monkeys, but they really just kind of get in the way of their own special. Like, when something's rolling, they do something that's dumb, and you're like, oh, man, what is this? <laughs> Davey sings Little Darlin', and it's good, but really no one's here to watch. The monkeys sing tunes from the 50s, when they've got the best guys yeah. from the 50s singing their own tunes. You can really notice that, like, Mike and uh, Peter have for real awesome sideburns mickey it's more about the on top head of the hair than the sideburns but he's got a little good little chops going on but davy his sideburns are just long hair (laughs) it doesn't grow out of his cheeks it's just long hair yeah he just styles it down it's so you can't man can't grow a beard don't trim the front sides man i gotta use those for my sideburns yeah totally (laughs) But yeah, and also they do. This the boys singing together. Yeah, right? and they sound great. Like they do the ba 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 ba. Like that's yeah, it's neat. That's not that's not easy to do, and, and they just they give her, and it sounds great. Yeah, it's fun. How well, many stacked pianos do you give this segment? Oh man, I'd give this four definitely. Yeah, same here. Yeah, I'd give it five, but them uh, dry bone skeletons gave me nightmares. So yeah. It was crazy. <laughs> one thing, do you think that it was a like a live thing? Like these guys just rattled it off one after the other, like bam, bam, bam. Or do you think it was like they filmed a piece? Okay, now the next one filmed a piece. Now okay, the next one. It was like no, we're doing this live. Like it's Ed Sullivan. Um, I think they banged it out as best they could. But they might have like trimmed it down in the van, like like we do here. Yeah, perhaps, perhaps. But, so then at the yeah. end. There's a skeletons come dancing. The screen catches on fire and it transitions into the next scene, which is 
Brian Augers holding a burning tiki torch type thing. And he breaks the fourth wall and says, Wait a minute, Jack. Hold on a minute. Stop the show. Look, this brainwashing bit has got completely out of hand. You know, look, I'm Brian Auger and this is Julie Driscoll. And we don't want any more of this sort of brainwashing business. What we want is complete and total freedom. Complete and total freedom. Now, do you realize what that means? Yeah. Utter bloody shambles. Right. So the, the special just gives up on itself. It really does. Yeah. It's like this. Everybody involved is like, this is unbelievably stupid. <laughs> but it's true. Everyone was just like, we got to pull the shoot. Let's pull the Kellogg's parachute and get out of here. <laughs> so then it goes into a Davy Jones song about a string on a kite. A string for my kite would really be nice. And he's, he's essentially in the back room of props. And he's on top of a staircase to nowhere, much Lots like props. the pad had that staircase to nowhere. Yeah. The camera pulls back and he's in a huge room filled with stuff like jukeboxes and columns and drums and amps and mannequins and just a million things. Mm-hmm. And then Peter walks in and sits down on an electric piano and starts playing like classical Atari music. And it's pretty sweet to see Peter just rip it on this electric piano. <laughs> classical Atari music. Getting ahead of ourselves. Okay, after... We break the fourth wall. We go into total freedom. We go to like some, like you said, typical, typical Davy claptrap. String for my kite. He needs a string for his kite. He's holding a ball of string. <laughs> he needs a kite for his string. They, they thought they thought this through, and um, so we got to give Davy's little song. How many? How many pianos? Pianos. Oh, two. Two. Oh, two. Similar here. How many pianos do you give Peter on the piano? I'll give that three. After Pete does his thing, and then Mickey and Mike are walking in and setting up the stuff. And uh, at this point, onward, it's just they're jamming. It's pretty much where yeah. it ends. So uh, when Mickey and Mike are walking in, that's when we hit the 42-minute mark, and that's pretty much where I stopped counting how often we see the four boys together on screen, kind of all there doing the thing. Yeah. For the rest of the show. So, in those 42 minutes, how many minutes do you think we see the boys together on the screen at once? I would say 16 minutes and 23 seconds. Out of the 42 minutes of the, the first 42 minutes of the special, the four boys are on screen together for 6 minutes and 17 seconds. <laughs> I should have just said 6. In a show with the monkeys wow. in the title. Wow. This is their, their last project together, and they share the screen all four of them for just over six minutes. Wow. That's crazy. Cause all their songs similar to the records they're putting out at the time. It's all individual numbers. Yeah. Yep. And a lot of it is a bunch of dancers and the, the Brian Auger band. And so, yeah, when you get down to it, the four boys together, the reason people are watching this in theory, six minutes. Wow. Change. That's surprising. No. <laughs> How Evs, at this point in the show, Mike puts on, what is he playing? He's playing his Les Paul, I think, right? Yeah. Which is cool. I think so, and, yeah. And um, and they just start jamming, uh, listen to the band. Hey, hey, 
mercy woman plays a song and no one listens I need help I'm falling again Play the drum a little bit louder Tell me I can live without her If I only listen to the band Listen to the band was a single that wouldn't come out until two weeks after the show aired. And also, like, when when they first start sitting down, it's like, you see them, like, tuning up, Mickey's adjusting his seat and all this stuff, and it feels like you're watching yeah. like, a DVD special feature or something like that. Like a behind-the-scenes yeah. thing. Like, And it, it honestly, it's the first time it feels real. You know what I mean? Like, you're watching a <laughs> monkey's thing that's going to be kind of cool. It's really them. And, um... I'm pretty sure it's the last time Peter plays with them. And, yeah. Uh, until probably. 86. Well, no. They just briefly shows up at a Dolan's Jones Boyce and Hart show, I believe, in like the late 70s. He shows up. So I, I don't know if you see the picture of him with the beard and the banjo. Yep. So I there, remember that. there's that. But this is the the last moment of the classic era monkeys. Yeah. And it, and it starts off with just Mike singing, playing himself. The other guys join in. Davey has a tambourine. And as they play, like more people start showing up, grooving out to the music. Like mm-hmm. we say, it's great to see them play together. Um, you know, watching Mickey play drums is great to watch, I think, because he's, right. he's left-handed. And he, I think he's playing like right-handed drums. So he's got that weird like Ringo movement. Oops, that weird Ringo <laughs> movement to him because yeah. Ringo's left-handed. And, uh, and, and suddenly the performance is huge. And there's like a horn section. Seems like double drums. There's a ton of They're people like- there. Organs going on, yeah, yeah. At least two or three drum sets being played. Someone's got a sign that says uh, he's really playing this. <laughs> <laughs> and there's a drum breakdown, so psychedelic dancing and effects, bunch of percussion. Auger has some sort of narration over this part, and then it goes back to listen to the band. And it's a great freak out rap, uh, like great freak out to wrap up this special. It's like yeah, it ends it, like wow him in the end kind of thing to want people to like yeah, it. Yeah, it's kind of a clip show about itself. They kind of had some visually treated shots from earlier in the show. Yeah. This is pretty neat. I gave it 5 out of 5 stack pianos. I would definitely I give it 5 out of 5 like cuz like you're saying and everybody's saying this was like the last time you saw it. this could have been the last time people saw the four monkeys together playing and I'm really glad they went out playing a song. Yes. Playing it together, more people come, make it a party. And it was uh and it was great. And I don't know. I I can't imagine what like parents in like nineteen sixty nine watched this <laughs> wonder what happened to their television shows. No doubt. <laughs> but uh you know, it, it it this part's super radical. It goes on for a long time, you know, but that's not a, yes. that's not a bad thing, it's not a good thing, it's just a, it just keeps going and going. I sent you the shot of that kid at the 50 minute mark. Yeah. <laughs> one, of the, one of the drummers, he's like, yeah. the thousand yard stare. He's like, what, if, uh, what am I doing? <laughs> let it end. Yeah. And then, the, the, so then like the camera pulls back from the scene. It's a picture of a book and it says chaos is, has come again. No, chaos is come again, which doesn't sound right at all. Mm-mm. And then the ape closes the book and the book is called the beginning of the end. 
Whoa. And the credits roll over a heartbeat and heavy breathing and someone saying the end. The end. The end. The end. The end. And they're like, the weird dancers are there, like laying in different positions. And Peter starts singing California, Here We Come at the end of it. It's just weird. Here it comes. Yeah. Yeah, sorry. And, uh, and it's quite true for Peter because, like, he quit the monkeys, like, two days later, essentially. And it's, yes, there's a big explosion, and that apparently represents uh, Southern California and uh, the monkeys being blown up. Yep. And, and that, that's that. And that's the end of 33 and a third revolutions per monkey. Oof. So, yeah. How much, uh, how do you, okay, uh, California, here we come. Just, uh, how many pianos? Oh, the very end part? Yeah, it, it's a song. It counts. What do you think? I don't know. Two. Yeah. So, yeah, for me, 33 and a third. I don't know. I'm glad you can see it. I'm glad it's available. If if you haven't seen it, you can uh, watch it on YouTube, actually, if you're going to be uh, steely about it. <laughs> but it's on the, uh, the Blu-ray box set. Um, I don't know. It's almost, to be honest, it's almost worth it for that last scene of them doing Listen to the Band. You know what I mean? It's almost like I am the walrus in Magical Mystery Tour. It's like people hate it, hate it, hate it. And everyone's like, yeah, but it's I am the walrus is played. And like, yeah, that's right. There is that. Listen, yeah, so. Listen to the Band is definitely the, uh, the Boba Fett cartoon of this particular <laughs> yeah. project. Yeah. Yeah. Listen to the walrus. <clears throat> I got to say, I don't know how often I'll go back to rewatch it, but I'm, I'm, I'm glad it exists for what it is, I guess. But it's for diehard monkeys fans only, I would say. I wouldn't recommend like I recommend head to people, just saying like it's crazy, trippy, sixties, doesn't make sense, but it's radical. I would not recommend this just to somebody to be like, Hey, you should check this out. Yeah, this is not a gateway thing. No. This, this isn't the head soundtrack. This no. is not something you could put on and say, This is I don't know what you know about the monkeys, but they're actually really cool. You should check this out. Yeah. This thing is the 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 weird bad vibes are heavy. Feels like the people involved don't know what to do with the monkeys when they have them. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you watch the credits, there's no familiar names except for Ward Sylvester, who was an executive producer on the original show. What that I don't know exactly what he did, but he seemed like he was a a buddy of the monkeys. Yeah, you see his name a lot. <laughs> yeah, and but there's no Bob and Bert. There's no Jim Frawley. There's no, there's no D Caruso. The people who are involved with making them entertaining for TV, let's say. They couldn't pay me enough to work on this shit. <laughs> thank you, D. <laughs> oh, thank God you stopped by. It was, it's something. Obviously, it's not our favorite, but it's still, it's the monkeys. It's all four of them. Yep. It is what it is. And ultimately... We, <laughs> through my calculations, we, we give it a 61%. So just, just into the jams level. It's not a jelly as far as we're concerned, but it's, uh, we don't love it, love it, but I think it's got enough decent stuff. And ultimately the fact that the boys are in it together for, like we said, only like six minutes. That's crazy. It's like, imagine if they were only in head together for 12 minutes. 
This mm-hmm. <laughs> doesn't make it. It doesn't make a ton of sense. Well, yeah, you and I were talking about it before, and it was like, head was like when you graduate and the world's in front of you and you're ready to take it by the balls and you're being risky and you're just out there being yourself and here you go. And 33 and a third feels like something happened and you came back home with your tail a little bit between your legs and you're trying to kiss up to people that you were kind of mean to, but you're still trying to not be so conformist, but you're kind of still playing the game. And that's, that's the, that's the vibes I get from each of these. That's, that's pretty accurate, bro. Yeah. I think that's definitely kind of what we're dealing with. All right. And the, re- the results there on the screen, folks. Yeah. So on that note, I guess uh, we'll be wrapping up our 33 and a third revolutions per monkey special. Yeah, dude. Fantastic. I hope you guys liked us a little longer, but we didn't want to break this into two parts and make you sit through two parts, 33 yeah. and a third when we, you know, we've made you sit through two parts of everything lately. So <laughs> one long one. There we go. <laughs> And we'll be back before you know it with season two. Season two coming. I'm very excited. I'm very excited. So two weeks from today, unless you're listening to this later, then you can listen to it next, <laughs> is season two. Here we go. It's going to get good. Yeah, yeah. All right. So from me, Paco. And me, Jeff. Have yourself a monkey's little evening. Thank you. Bye-bye. Hey Monkeys fans, with everything going on with social distancing, Podcast Valley Sunday will be on every two weeks. We hope you're staying safe, we hope you're staying at home, and we hope that you're listening to the Monkeys and obviously Podcast Valley Sunday. You can check us out on Facebook, on Instagram, and on YouTube. And please, rate us and leave a message. We'd love to hear from you. But, as always, be gentle with us. We're very sensitive.